Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast for today. We're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from July 16th, 1988. I'm sitting here with Hard Body Hopper, and Lance is back. Shimp is back in the house. The Three Stooges, Shimp, not Mo, but Shimp is back. Oh, not Curly. What am I saying? Shimp is back. Shimp, how are you? Lance, what's going on, man? <laughs> Cousin Oliver. Hey, doing okay. Doing fine. Cousin Oliver. Mustangs. Oh man, they gave it hell for uh, two and a two quarters and two minutes into it. They were trying to answer it, but yeah, the uh, the, the bizarro season's over. Back to reality. They're still yeah. right. Yeah, unbelievable. I was I was shocked. I thought it might push them out, but yeah, they rock and roll. Lance don't give a shit. He's just glad the Cowboys won on That's Monday. That's nice. <laughs> it is more important about the Cowboys. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> I did watch uh, the show. I did watch the game though. I did. Great. <laughs> Harper, what's up? How you doing? I'm doing great. Hell yeah, Harper's doing great. Freaking A, yeah, man. Bro. Selling the world out, getting inter- worldwide now. Holy shit, man. Getting coverage on old Mike Johnson of Pro Wrestling Illustrator. Insider was there. you getting getting uh, coverage all over the place. Hold on. I, I, no, what an asshole's right. Harper, go ahead. Go ahead. I know what you're about to get into. Don't you? Yeah. I can't, I can't believe you did that. Harper. Hard boiled Harper. He's a little fat fuck himself. <laughs> What's that? Who said that? Well, Mike Johnson put it, and I wanted to oh, check because I wasn't sure if it was Mike Johnson's report or if he had a correspondent report in it. But no, it was Mike Johnson. And he oh, no, called, he was there. Right. Oh, shit. I, I met him he before. He said that. Oh, he, man. He, I didn't he, know about that part. <laughs> Mike's cool. He's a little short, tubby little dude, but he's cool. But anyway, <laughs> Hopper, he got on Hopper's bad side. He called Hopper ha- hard-boiled Hopper, and I checked. I checked the, the, the report. He didn't do it once. He did it multiple times, which tells me it was a conscious decision to call you hard-boiled Hopper. So, Hopper, the floor is yours if you want to cut a promo on his ass. What a little shithead. He's, he's just a fucking mark. <laughs> he's just trying to get over. Oh, man. So everybody tag Mike Johnson when you hear this. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I remember seeing it one time, and I, I just looked over, and I thought, oh, he, you know, he messed it up and stuff. But no. <laughs> oh, Speaking man. Of- he's going after hard-boiled Haggerty from 100 years ago. That's who he's Jesus thinking Christ. of. Oh, Speaking- man. Speaking of uh, Wildcat Sports and what we're talking about here is uh, Harper and Wildcat Sports had a fantastic weekend this past Sunday. Well, I say this past Sunday. It was uh, November the November the. Third, no. What am I saying? Yeah. I remember the? Uh, no, it wasn't the third. It was the second, right? It was, it was the Sunday. third, wasn't it? 
No, no, no. That would have been the second, wouldn't it have been? It was the oh. third. Oh, what the hell am I thinking? Anyway, so, no, yeah, you're right. It was the third. What am I thinking? So, November 3rd, Harper and Wildcat Sports, great weekend, Sunday night at the Train Center. Huge crowd at the Train Center. Over 2,000 people in attendance for an independent wrestling event. It just great show, loaded, just all around, great time. I know BTT listeners, Adam Price, Sean Sparks, Jamie Wallace were all there, uh, just to name a few. If I forgot and you were there, I apologize. But, Hopper, that was a hell of a crowd, man. We sell out the Omni. Y'all, y'all going to sell out the Omni next? Yeah. Great. I can't wait. I'll be there. It kicks some ass. I, I mean, just the pictures. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, no, huh? Yeah, it, I was, it, I was it really was proud. That's cool. That's cool. Spectacular, spectacular. I started following him on Twitter. The uh, the the Wildcat Wrestling. What's oh. about time? Yeah, we some bag bandwagon shithead. Hey, yeah, I I didn't know. Hey, man, I've been following you for a while, but uh, I didn't know about you know. Yeah, I, th- I thought y'all were at a t- uh, you know working out of titty bars and stuff like that. I know there's going to be uh, big time in it now. That's pretty cool. Hopper, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring him down. I'm gonna have him hop in a car with me next year for X rated. You think Lance will have a good time at X rated? I think he will. <laughs> I got a sign I'm gonna hold up at a show for you. I'm not gonna say what it is right now, but I got it. Right. I got it made. Okay. All right, Maybe living a dream. Kick man. ass. <laughs> All right, uh, real quick, uh, special shout out to our largest patron contributors monthly. Disrespectfully, classy Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry. Thank you for your generous patronage each and every month. Also. I got a, c- a couple of new patrons this week. Jerry Thacker, longtime Patreon member, bumped up his pledge. Thank you, Jerry. Not only for bumping up your pledge, but you've been with us for a very long time. So thank you. Enjoy the Jim Crocker Promotions pay-per-views. We just dropped one last week also. And uh, the Clash of Champions and all the other extra content on the $5 tier. Appreciate that. Uh, also, welcome to new Patreon member, Scotty Ward. Thanks, Scotty, for becoming a Patreon member. And enjoy all that wonderful extra content. Larry Walker, longtime Patreon member. Thanks again for your pledge. I got a note that's said you were a new patron but i know you've been with us for a while so i'm not sure there must have been a glitch or anything but anyway thank you for your patronage for over the last year year and a half two years and then one new one other new patreon member ray hernandez new patreon member enjoy all that extra great content over 200 plus patreon exclusive shows including the world-class shows that myself and lance do uh twice per week we take two episodes sometimes three uh every i'm saying twice per week every two weeks we drop an episode (laughs) but anyway it's a fun time uh, we're in the midst of uh, Chris Adams's heel turn on Kevin Von Erich. Pretty good stuff going on right now, but still fun nonetheless. Uh, lots of fun there. But anyway, Harper, you got anything before we get into this week's NWA show? No, let's roll. All right. So it would help probably if I share my screen. That way you all, you all can see the promos and stuff as I play them. So uh, let me know when you can see it. Did you autograph any candles at the show? I did. That kicks ass. The hey, same I- people that that see me every fucking day. I was like, you see me every day. <laughs> you so fucking... How many did you, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want, don't give me specifics. Did you move a lot of candles though? Oh yeah. I sold like a box and a half. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Can't beat that, man. That's good. No, huh? Yeah. Not, now they can light their candle and, and pray for their team to win and their team will win. Right. They could pray to St. Christopher. <laughs> oh shit! Living a dream, brother. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's get into NWA Saturday Night from 
what is this? July the 16th, 1988. The open, the only thing from the opening is that the Road Warriors and Dusty have once again won the six-man tag titles that were vacant with the departures, with the departure of the Powers of Pain. Remember when they left for the WWF? So the those titles were vacant. They held the tournament. And what do you, as Corny says, wouldn't you know who won the pony? The Booker uh, chooses himself and the Road Warriors to win those straps. So I don't have anything else from it. So I will keep going unless Lance or Harper stops me. Yeah, you play, a, you play a drink, play a drinking game. Every time they say the word controversial on this episode, take sure. a shot. It's freaking the great controversial bash. I mean, every match, and they just keep it on and on about it. That's Jr. Though, Lance. He, he, Jr. is always stirring a pot. Yeah. Well, not only that, but he loves saying it's a very controversial decision, or he'll say, um, um, we got a, we got a, we got a, we got a situation going on here. You know, that's just kind of like, it was his thing. But I agree. If you take a drink, you'd be drunk by the end of it. First five minutes, first three minutes is what I wrote down here. It's insane. <laughs> so then we go to the first match. It is Sting and Dr. Death tag team. They defeat the Green Hornet and Dale Laparus. I have nothing from it. So <laughs> I will ask Hopper if he's got anything from it. How can they use that name? Green Hornet. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> I mean, that's a real. He was like a superhero guy. Bruh. Yeah, by I 88, you too. You know, you it's can, not I think you can 1983. Oh, Sting sure, sure happy for a guy who didn't want a belt. Yeah, duh. Um, no. you, you can get away with a lot back then. That's how uh, I guess they used them. But uh, Lance, you got anything from this one? No. So then Tony and JR, after that particular match, uh, they then throw us to... The finish of Luger versus Flair for the NWA uh, title, heavyweight title from the Great American Bash pay-per-view. If you'd like to hear our review of that, check out tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, where myself, Hopper, and Doc did a full review of the pay-per-view, and we got into many other topics. Man, we recorded for like two hours uh, when we when we did this show, but it was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, it was cool, so Go check that out. Become a Patreon member at tinyurl.com slash PatreonBTT. And you can you can hear us talk about the decision and Flair winning and how it all happened and all that good stuff. But it was a great show. So I'll keep going because I'm going to assume, uh, like Doc, Hopper doesn't really like, um, what do they call that, replays or yeah. recaps, right? I mean, it wasn't a it wasn't a trickle, but by the time he had uh, Lex in the uh, torture rack, you know the blood was kind of gone and lost its effect. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, if you're in a, I know, you know, something like Wildcat back in the day in 2000 when I was around some of those indie shows, if a guy did, you know, a trickle down, you know, everybody made fun of him in the locker room for, you know, just getting a tiny little bit. But uh, you know, it's definitely by the end of the year uh, that Super Clash Three, Kerry Von Erich bleeding all, you know, is bleeding his guts out and this is nothing you know well that and we've seen dusty bleed all over the place yeah um i don't want to give it away because we talk about it on a patreon video but hopper and i talk kind of had fun with uh luger's little trickle of blood right hopper (laughs) yeah what the fuck he had (laughs) attack he touched himself with a tag so uh but anyway like i said it's on the patreon episode and give that a listen and become a patreon member we go to jim crockett who He's got some news for us here, so let's hear what Jim Crockett Jr. has to say as he's standing at the podium with Tony Schiavone. There it is. I think a scene that we will never forget in the history of the NWA. We're with Mr. Jim Crockett, president of Jim Crockett Promotions. And I know it was a great night for the NWA, and I know we're going to take a long look at that match for a long time to come. I've watched that match several times. It took seven months to sign 
and it's it's the first match I've ever seen that I actually think there were two winners. Right. Lex Luger won that match in a lot of ways, right. but Ric Flair, the champion that he is, held on to the belt. I just certainly hope the rematch doesn't take seven months to sign. Okay, well, we hope to hear more about that in the weeks to come right here on the Superstation. Fans, more coming up right after this timeout. All right, so that was real quick. I just wanted to play it. Crockett's basically saying, to me, he's setting up more stuff between Luger and Flair, but I don't know. Harper, what did you think? Yeah, it's, just, it's not over. Yeah. That's what I thought. You know, when he says first time he saw a match where there were two winners, it kind of gives it away. Lance, you had anything yeah. from it? No, they're fighting, you know, for two months straight on every single house show. So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've got the results now. We know what was really going on. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go to Ric Flair and J.J. Dillon who come out uh, at the very next uh, at the very next segment for a promo. You saw the total package Lex Luger pick Ric Flair up and put him in that backbreaker and almost break him apart. But Ric Flair survived that and still is the world heavyweight champion. Well, that's the bottom line. Let's not cloud the issue. Today should be a day to rejoice. And once again, Ric Flair has shown why the Nature Boy is the greatest heavyweight champion of all times. And let me be the first to congratulate you on national television. Uh -huh. Great victory. David Crockett. I used to hate this saying when I was growing up. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And the bottom line on Saturday, July 16th is Ric Flair is styling and profiling. Ric Flair is a kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, any woman he wants, <laughs> son of a gun, that just happens to be your world's heavyweight wrestling champion. There's only one, and Lex Luger, for all that physical phenomenon, for all that tremendous competitive spirit, you, my friend, are second best today. Do you know why? I told you when you walked that aisle against Ric Flair, when you walked that aisle against the very best in this great sport, you have to be ready for any kind of action. <laughs> the way we stand right now, Luger, look at all the magazines, ask the press right now. Once again, Ric Flair stands alone. Arn Tully, Rick Berry, and the mastermind, after all the hoopla, stand atop this great wrestling world as the nucleus that all of you, and I'm talking to you Luger, I'm talking to you Dusty Rhodes, Nikita, Sting, Dr. Death, and you the Road Warriors, are all playing catch-up ball because if you don't have the trophy that says you're the best and I'm talking about a world championship then you can come out here and you can blow your horn all day long but when I lay my head down on somebody's pillow every night of the week somebody looks at me and says Oh, champ, you're the only one 
Oh, what a feeling to lay down next to a world champion. Cougar! <laughs> oh, you big gold, Adonis. You, my friend, are second best. Live with it. When you get on an airplane, when you ride that limousine, remember, you're second best. How about it, JJ? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the world heavyweight champion. How about it? Second best, Luger. <laughs> all right. Lance, you want to go first? No, hard to beat that. I mean, just can't beat it. That's yeah. awesome. You picture some some little uh, ring rat laying next to him and go, <laughs> you're the champ, Rick. Right. While he's got the <laughs> belt sitting on the nightstand or on the bed and God forbid he did one of Paige's numbers and, you know. That's nice. Had a rope placed on the belt or anything. You know what I'm saying, Hopper. But anyway, that was great. I love what he said. You can blow your horn all day long, but if you don't have the world title, you don't have nothing, basically. Damn. And then he went into talking about banging the rats with the belt on him or on the nightstand. (laughs) That's nice. That's (laughs) fucked up. All right, Hopper, what else you got? Lance doesn't have anything. Anything else from Rick? They're Rick? worried about people bleeding, but they're saying stuff like that. Right. <laughs> How great is that? They're worried about people <laughs> bleeding on TBS, but then Rick comes out and, he, and talks about banging broads. <laughs> uh, that's called a corporation. Their rules never make sense. Yeah. Well, we go to the next match. It is Brad Armstrong, who is going to be on TV for a good little bit now, if my memory's right. And he's going to defeat Larry Stevens here. And then we get a promo from Brad. And Brad basically is an infomercial on the Luger and Flair match. And in so many words, says, go buy the VHS if you want to see it. Then he uses that old Morton line, uh, BA is here to stay and not here to play. That's all I had from it. Hopper, did you have anything else from it besides his infomercial? What? But then he added in the NWA. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah. He he did add a little something to it. That's true. But um, anyway, that's that was all I had from it. Uh, yeah. Anything else, Hopper? No, just go buy the video. Ba- basically, uh, Lance. What about you? No, I'll keep on rolling. I I I kept thinking, Lance, while you were watching it. You you were getting angry because of the infomercial nature of it. You you. I did. I I put down. You know, he's putting over Luger. You know, it's his. You know, you know, Brad. Man, when he was young, he had a big run on TBS, and you know, he's never going to achieve that again, unfortunately. But um, man, he, he was had, a big deal. He had a run in Mid South. He. Nah, I don't want to get into this topic. We're talking for thirty minutes, but he was much more talented than what you ever ended up seeing. I love when people from the Monday Night Wars talk about. Or, you know, mid-90s, they're like, oh, all they did was do jobs. I'm like, man, that dude was so much better than that. But Yeah, definitely. All right, let's keep going. So after that, we get Barry Windham and J.J. Dillon. They're going to come out and cut a promo. I remember uh, Barry took on Dusty at the the pay-per-view. So let's see what, what Barry's got to say. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back here at World Championship Wrestling. And as we mentioned at the top of the program, two very controversial matches, indeed the most controversial matches ever in the NWA in Baltimore on July the 10th. 
James J. Dillon, I, I think that you would have to admit that there was a great deal of controversy and people were very surprised that Barry Windham needed Ronnie Garvin's help to beat Dusty Rhodes. First of all, I failed to see a controversy. Number two, Barry Windham has never needed any help. What I saw was the most awesome weapon that exists in the world of professional wrestling today and I'm talking about the claw as developed by the undisputed United States heavyweight champion took a man that is a legend in his own lifetime, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and he did what few people can say that they did, and that's to take the legend and put him down for a three count. That's what I saw. We're going to see the, the videotape, but do you have anything to say before we see it, Barry? You know, JJ said a mouthful there, but it is very true. This is the end of the story. Dusty Rhodes, the undisputed heavyweight champion, is standing right here looking at you right in the face. The last thing you saw was the most awesome display of power in professional wrestling. The claw puts you on your back and laid you in the middle of the ring. If there's any doubt in anybody's mind, and as a matter of fact, something you said, Ronnie Garvin was a part of the plan. I did not need his help. It was a part of the plan. So get it right next time, will ya? Yeah. Right hand had a big part to do in the outcome of this match. Ronnie Garvin's, as a matter of fact. Uh, you be the judge. Let's right see the videotape. Alright, so Barry says he won fair and square, and then he throw it to the finish of the match that Barry and Dusty had. But before that, Hopper, you have anything from this right here, from uh, Barry and JJ? Look at that crowd that's in here. That's a nice, nice fucking crowd. Yeah. I like this move right here. I like this where he has the claw dusty up on the second and row. He's, yeah, you think it's coming the big the big elbow and no. That's pretty badass. I, I really was into it. Now some of his dancing around while he has the claw on him early before that was kind of <laughs> kind of strange. You probably wouldn't have seen that in the uh, mid seventies with Fritz von Erich and a claw and <laughs> dusty dancing <laughs> around. <laughs> but but uh, it's pretty badass, you know. I I think that Barry is a uh, you know, if, if something happened to Flair right here, I think Barry could have stepped into that role. Oh, yeah, definitely. The, the Flair formula, if you will. Yeah, I agree. It, we talked about it when, when, me, when him and Rick had their little semi-feud. Um, what was it, January 87 or whatever? Um, man, it just, it, Barry was so good. I mean, it, it was he was tremendous. But So they, they're basically what Lance and Hopper and I are talking about right now. They go to the Great American Bash. They're showing the, the I guess, the finish of the match with Barry and Dusty. And, again, we, we did a whole review on this whole thing. So tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Uh, Hopper, any other thoughts on the promo or the recap they show here? No. Yeah, I was the same way. Lance, what about you? No, let's roll. All right. So let me get to the next promo. Give me one second. Get it all queued up. Um. Hold on one second. It'll, it's getting there. So basically, they're going to go to Ronnie Garvin, who joins JJ and Barry Windham uh, back in the studio after they've showed this replay. So that's what I'm trying to get queued up. And here it is. Oh, we have heard people say that the a right hand had a major part to do in Barry Windham retaining the U.S. title. And perhaps it wasn't the claw, but this right hand right here. Gentlemen, this thing reeks a little bit of a conspiracy. Jim Ross, this video cassette right here is going to go gold. I'm going to guarantee it because I'm going to buy 100,000 copies myself because on here is the entire match. Actually, both championship matches, the U.S. title and the world title, that I will savor for many years to come because it's been my goal for eight years to destroy the myth 
of the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. And I have had a plan many times. A year ago, I thought I had a plan that was infallible, but there was one man that questioned my judgment, and nobody questions my judgment. But this time, I sealed all the corners, because if there is one man in the world of professional wrestling that maybe knows and understands the American dream, possibly even more than I do, it would be my good friend and a genius, I might add, Mr. Gary Hart. So this time, we had a plan, and it was infallible, and the price you paid $50,000, I think, for what we accomplished, which was a giant step forward in destroying the American dream, a small price to pay. I think what we proved beyond any doubt or any question, we can hit anyone we want. When you can hit Dusty Rhodes in a sellout arena on worldwide television and put him away with one punch like only Ronnie Garvin can do it, it proves that there's no one in professional wrestling that is safe. Most of all, Dusty Rhodes, the next time he sticks his face out, I want you to send him back to the neon room. I want you to jack his jaw. I want his jaw hanging over here so he can't eat nothing but soup. And I know that it's very important that you have a few words to say to all your millions of fans that are watching you. And at this time, I would like for you to say whatever you have to say to all your wrestling fans. Well, I want my many fans to know that Ronnie Garvin will do anything for money. Let's go, brother. I would like to say I've always had the utmost respect for Gary, for Ronnie Garvin, and Mr. Gary Hart has graciously agreed in the months to come to handle each and every one of his affairs. He will be rewarded generously. Well, I'm very happy to know that. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back with more World Championship Wrestling right here on the Superstation after this timeout. All right, so there's the news uh, officially. There you have it. Ronnie Garvin is officially on the dark side with Gary Hart. Harper, what do you have from it? What's his brother got to say about this? Guess we'll have to wait and see, if anything. Yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> you, well, I mean, 50000 Would you have done it? Yeah. Yeah, me too, man. I got to say. Especially 30 years ago. Yeah, bro. I mean, anybody want to throw that into the inflation calculator? I mean, would that probably be about a hundred it's probably about a hundred and twenty five thousand. No, not that much, huh? No. A hundred grand. Let's see, let's think it's let me, twice. Let me look real quick. Let me let me look it up. Uh, Lance, while I'm looking it up, what did you think? Well they tried to go with this. I mean the magazine covers had uh Ronnie with the money, you know, in his mouth and showing off the money and stuff. I, I just love Gary Hart in there. He just brings a seediness to it. It's <laughs> he's so great and stuff. Um you know, J.J. saying he'd been after Rhodes for eight years. And uh, Gary Hart goes back to 72 with him when uh, Dusty first turned good and all that and stuff. So, yeah, they get a lot of history there with it. I like that stuff. I mean, it really, they go back a long way with him. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Let me, and I'm still pull, pulling up into the calculator. Hold on one second. Let me, uh, damn, you're right. Harper, what did you say? How much? Uh, uh 125. Okay, uh, you were closer to me. I don't know why I was thinking it would have been under a hundred, but so fifty grand in today's money is one hundred eight thousand three hundred thirty-seven dollars. I'll so, take that. I mean, look, we got to be real here. 
uh, in, I mean, I don't know the rules on taxing this amount of money that you paid for this bounty, but I don't know, man. I mean, Harper, if I gave you 108000 to whoop Doc's ass, would you do it? I would. There you I'd go. Do I'd do it for like a pack of cigarettes in a six-pack. A pack of Marlboro Reds in a six-pack? Yeah. Hey, what kind of beer? Uh, I don't know. Bud Light? <laughs> get your phone while i go to the next segment all right they um lance anything else from ronnie garvin though no that's all they replayed jj and gary hart giving the money uh giving the money to ronnie the fifty thousand, taking care of dusty at the great american bash pay-per-view and then we go to dick murdoch who defeats curtis thompson uh sullivan is at ringside i don't have anything from it lance to you man murdoch's been going 23 years right here isn't that amazing yeah absolutely I'm and there's a uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I, I, let me jump in. You can go on a uh, YouTube to uh, and it's called the Jones Film Library. It's a, uh, it's a uh, our local station here, and they're getting a lot of the tapes out. And it's where they interviewed his dad, who was Farmer Burns or Dick. Uh, I don't know. It's either his uncle or his dad, because he's also related to t- uh, Tim Brooks. And I don't have time to look it up. The family tree right there. They're they're cousins, but it's pretty good. It's with his dad, who was a wrestler and you know had a brought a pig to ringside and everything and it's an interview from uh oh i think uh right at 1970 71 and stuff on our local channel it was pretty good hmm i've never seen that yeah frankie murdoch and farmer burns that's all part of that family so how long how long did you say uh, murdoch's been going right here Tw- 23 years Jesus Christ, man he's an old fart uh, yeah old dick murdoch but you saw him back then and you were like man that guy can whip some ass so, uh, Harper, any thoughts, though, from Murdoch defeating Curtis Thompson? No. All right. Well, let's go now to uh, Kevin Sullivan. He's going to cut a promo after Dick Murdoch's match, and here he is. Ladies and gentlemen, earlier you saw J.J. Dillon and Gary Hart saying that the legend, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, is dead. He's not dead. He still lives. Matter of fact, Sunday, July 31st in Detroit, the living legend, Dusty Rhodes, will team up with another legend, a man that is sadistic and as brutal as anyone in wrestling. And the cage is his forte, and you have to get in that cage. You think he's a living legend? Well, Dusty Rhodes, listen to me. You, what you are is a living piece of scum. Dusty Rhodes, Dick Murdoch, and I don't fear any mortal man. But the Sheik is not a mortal man. He was sired by the jackal, and his mother was a madwoman. And when she carried him and walked across the desert and dropped him in the burning sand and ripped off the cord and left him to die, and the sun came down and was frying his brain, the she-wolf came and lay down and blew the breath of life into the Sheik. You see, the Sheik is not a rational man. He's the most dangerous man in the world. And Dusty Rhodes, if you think you put Murdoch and me in the cage in Detroit, and if you think they'll be roaring for you, brother, well, maybe in Detroit they will, where the blood will flow. But the 28th in Daytona Beach, if you think the boys at the Boot Hill Saloon, the party is at Finkies, and every lifeguard that works under John Chris be wrong for you in Daytona Beach, Florida, in the Ocean Center, you're out of your mind. Brother, I'll tell you one thing. The trail of blood may start in Daytona, and it may end in Detroit. But from the infamous words from the Rowara Hawk, Denton, don't make money. 
You know, David Crockett, you and Tony Schiavone and Jim Rawls are some of the most biased people I've ever heard in my life. First of all, you get on here and you talk about the Democratic Convention. Who cares about the Democratic Convention when you're a Republican and you favor everything that Ronald Reagan's done for eight years? Then you get on here and you talk about the living legend. Who is a living legend? What are you talking about, Dusty Rhodes? Dusty Rhodes' empire is crumbling. He's got people like Ronnie Garvin jumping him from behind. I've never made so much money, had so much fun in my life. But you know, July the 31st, Detroit, Cobo Hall, oh, Dusty yes. Rhodes. Now, a lot of things in history's happened then. If you go back in time, and that's where the original Texas Outlaws won the World's Heavyweight Wrestling Tag Team Championship, where we beat two men like a dog. We whipped them like stepchilds, Dusty Rhodes. We had a lot of battles in that building. And now, you're going to get a real legend in the Sheik. You're not the living legend, Dusty Rhodes. I can remember when I got you into professional wrestling, and you still should be carrying my bag in my trunks because I can do the flying head scissors. I can do the fall packages. I can do all that. But in Detroit, in the cage, it ain't going to be no small packages, flying head scissors. It's going to be you and the Sheik, a man that's a nasty, filthy, dirty individual. A man that has stole from me right through the years. A man that has used things that cut their heads wide open. Dusty I know him, and I know you, buddy. You won a world championship belt three times. You haven't ever backed up from a man in your life in a fight. But remember Detroit. Remember Minnesota when I jumped on the motorcycle gangs. Remember when I shot the signs out for a six-pack beer bat. Remember the fight in Tampa at the Imperial, Daddy. I was doing the fighting, and you were taking the credit for it. Well, DC, right here in Detroit, the 31st, Kevin Sullivan right, and Dick Murdoch are going to do the fighting, and we're going to get credit for this because it's going to be one good old country but ticking, Daddy. Yeah, right and we're going to get ministered, and you're going to get it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's the. Hey, Murdoch went on for a while right there. Lance, what do you have from it? Yeah, so, you know, it's the same formula we've been seeing. They, it, they talk 75% of the time, they're putting over the Sheik. The whole uh, that whole interview, and they're fighting the sheik. They're not fighting with him. You know, they're going against him, but they're putting him over how badass he is. And he is badass, scary guy. The only guy who could talk better about the sheik than uh, Sullivan's like Terry Funk when he talks about him. <laughs> they may that, that. I mean, if the sheik walked past us today, I mean, that's a scary guy. I mean, it's like Abdul the Butcher or something. I mean, they have this certain aura about him, and you know, I think the sheik will go down as the scariest guy in wrestling ever. I really do. Doc said that when we did scariest wrestlers of all time, like years and years ago, he, we, we did a show. I think the Sheik was his number one, and he cited some stuff Cornette said about him. So, I mean, if I could have gone, I mean, I would love to. I'd rather go see that match than the the Bash, even though the Bash looked pretty good here when I went back through it. Um, it did. I mean, I didn't like any of those freaking endings or anything, but it did look good. But I would rather see the Sheik wrestle one time over going to that Bash. I think, um, I think that's the man. I don't remember, but I could swear that that's Cornette's told this story, and they did that thing with the Sheik in Detroit, and I think they were supposed to do some more, but his pay was short, or they screwed him on pay. Something happened with his pay. I, if I'm getting this story wrong, just let me know. But I swear, I think he wanted a, he, I think he wanted a certain percentage. Of the gate and all kinds of shit. They were like, no, bro. Right. But they He's still, used to run it on the show. They, yeah. Right. They they still did it 
and he still worked that show, but it was like he never did it again because because he felt he got screwed on a pay. Is that right? Is that right. <laughs> right. He did a a no show at the next okay. event. Okay, that's what. It, okay, so that's what I thought it was something like that. Now I've heard Cornette tell a story a million times. I just don't remember the specifics. I never do because my memory sucks. But that's what I was thinking about when he was cutting his promo. I'm like, man. But I'm like you, Lance. That shit would have been badass to see the Sheik live back in the day. I mean, he's like you said, he scared the crap out of you today. So. I mean, hell, you know, there's that. Uh, Harper, what did you have from this? I mean, they made the Sheik sound like he was uh, fucking Damien from the fucking Omen. <laughs> he kind of was in wrestling to us. Yeah. Yeah, and it was same. It was the same match every time, you know, just, you know, just that brawl and, you know, ma- using the foreign object, making the guy bleed. But, man, he went a long, long time on it. For real. Amen. Uh, what is there's a Harper? there's actually a match. Let me say real quick. There's a match on the network from '77, uh, a Texas Death match from Fort Worth with uh, Fritz and the Sheik, and you can see how much respect that uh, Fritz gave him. Uh, you know, it was first man to his feet. You know, it was going to be. You know, they went to all the falls, and whoever got up first eventually was going to be named the winner. And they go on and on, each of them falling before they can step up. With Fritz giving him all the respect in the world, and finally, it, it's actually Carrie, seventeen-year-old Carrie, who throws a bucket of water on Fritz, and that's what makes him able to get up. And the the sheet can't make it to his feet and stuff. That's a pretty good match. One of my favorite matches they have on the network because. All I care about is the, you know, that that old old stuff like that from Dallas. I'm gonna go watch that now that you said it from '77. I, I gotta go find that. Um, and uh, also ringside is uh, what uh, Moondog Maine, who uh, died just a few years after that. Who actually I didn't realize he died so early. Died like at 32 or 33. And in this, he looks like he's as old as Fritz. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go watch that just for the chic. But uh, Hover, you chuckled as I did when Captain Redneck went political for a few seconds there. Yeah, uh, kick out of that. You gotta imagine doing that now. <laughs> oh my god. Man, it's like, yeah, fuck the Democrats. I'm going with fucking Reagan. <laughs> Man, um, I can't, I can't. You know, it's funny because we think, like, here's, we, I don't know about you, and I'm not trying to have a political discussion, but I feel like nowadays politics is, like, in every part of our lives. Like, you can't avoid it. Like, Unfortunately. Right, I agree, because I don't want to hear about it 24-7, and that's not me saying I don't believe in the American political process, that's me saying I just don't want to hear about it 24-7, my mind needs to shut it off, just like my mind needs to shut off wrestling, just like my mind needs to shut off football sometimes, uh, I, I don't want to watch the same thing 24-7, so that's why I say that, but what, what's amazing, like, I think back, and I, you know, I'm not going to say they talk about politics as much back then, but we've seen numerous references during this show, Hopper, where they bring up politics, but I guess we just were kids and we just didn't freaking back care. Back then, no one gave a shit. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't. It's so decisive now. Back then, you could laugh off whatever you know Murdoch said or not. Yeah. Now somebody says something and they're you know, it's just decisive. I, I guess that's true. It's so divisive now. Like you know, divisive. You, yeah, yeah, that's the word. <laughs> I, I, I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. I don't know. I'm not pol. <laughs> I don't talk politics. <laughs> I know. I know you don't. But but no, I, it it popped me when he uh when he brought up Ray. <laughs> Did I ever um, watch something? When I was a kid, I remember seeing this. It was on television, and someone shared it on Facebook or something on one of those '80s pages, and it was some contest where. It was to win tickets to the Super Bowl. I think it was when the, it was the Redskins played the uh, 
the uh, Denver Broncos with uh, Doug Williams and all. Oh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Right. And you had to chug. It was a big beer mug full of fucking goldfish. And you had to chug them. And the person that chugged them won tickets to the Super Bowl. And I remember saying, you, would, you wouldn't have that now because PETA would oh, be absolutely. screaming. There because you you're killing fucking five-cent goldfish. <laughs> that was a big deal, though. That was a, like a fraternity haze, was drinking goldfish and stuff. Fuck that. And then in the disco years, those guys had goldfish in their boots. Yeah. <laughs> how, 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 how do you feed it? <laughs> it pops <laughs> off or something. Um, you're right, Hopper. You couldn't do that now. Peter would be all over it. You can't do that. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I, I wasn't watching it live, but they were talking about when the pyro went off and it scared Cody's dog at like one of the AEW shows. I don't know if it was the regular window yeah. show or pay-per-view. Man, I'm shocked Peter didn't jump down their throats for that because the dog freaked out. Like I saw the video. He, I mean, well, I mean, he didn't go ape shit, but you know what I mean. Went nuts. Yeah, like it startled him. Right, it startled him. Like, man, I'm sorry, I'm shocked Peter because Peter's crazy, man. If you see some of their tweets, they're they're off yeah, the wall. Peter's fucking crazy, bro. Peter's fucking look, look. I love fucking animals. Me too. And, uh, but but dude, he, how, how are you against zoos? What well, it's but they're so they're. I don't want to get into this deep, but they're like radicals, dude. They are yeah, just they're fucking crazy. Yeah, like and like at first when I when I stumbled upon their Twitter, I was like, oh, they got to be joking, and then I realized. They're shooting. That's not a joke. They're yeah. not working. And I was like, man, they really are crazy. It's, I don't know what happened to Peter, man, but, and look, I, all of us love animals. Like we're, I don't want animals just harmed for no reason. And God damn, man, Peter's nuts. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> all right. Um, but, but this all Words started from, from Captain Redneck going political, talking about, uh, bashing, bashing Tony and David talking about the democratic convention. So there's that. But, uh, anyway, uh, you know, good stuff there from Sullivan and Captain Redneck. We then get a match from Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson who defeats Tommy Angel and Trent Knight. Arn and Tully are still the tag team champions. And then we go to a promo from Arn Tully and JJ. And yes, we do not miss Arn Anderson promos here. Uh, Mr. SMU heavyweight over there, Lance. I'm going to ask you. Oh, to be I'm quiet sorry, I wasn't paying attention. At the end of this, uh, we don't need your um, your your radical takes and and whatnot on Arn Anderson. Uh, Hopper and I will handle this segment. Radical Arn and Tully right here. <laughs> they are Way the world the tag team champions. They rule the wrestling world. They've won it so many times. They've held on to it. JJ Dillon, what about this team? Well, they come and they go, and they all say they're going to be the next ones to take the title. And as they step up and be counted, they keep falling month after month. Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson continue to reign as the world tag team champions. You know, David Crockett, we've come out here many, many times. And I know you don't like to hear it. and Some of the fans don't like to hear it. And some do. We are the best at what we do. Everybody. God damn it. Yeah. Hang tight. Ugh, man, not there in Tully. <laughs> hang tight, hang tight, hang tight. I see Liv Morgan stole one of my lines on Twitter. World. They've won it so many times, they've held on to it. J.J. Dillon, what about this team? 
Well, they come and they go, and they all say they're going to be the next ones to take the title. And as they step up and be counted, they keep falling month after month. Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson continue to reign as the world tag team champions. You know, David Crockett, we've come out here many, many times, and I know you don't like to hear it. And some of the fans don't like to hear it, and some do. We are the best at what we do. Everybody wants to take us down. Luger wants to take Flair down. Dusty Rose wants to take Wyndham down. Sting and Nikita won't take us down. Well, gentlemen, you all had your chance. You got your day in the sunshine. You got your day in court. But you know what happened? You all came up a little bit short. But you all got a whole bunch of excuses. You can all come out here and talk to your fans. Well, God, if this wouldn't have happened, this would have happened. If this wouldn't have happened, I'd be the champion. I'd have the gold. I could be bragging. But the bottom line is, you know, just like his fan said, talk is cheap. That's right. You guys talk is cheap. Because we talk about it, and then we back it up, and we come out here week in and week out on national television with this, which says we're the best. David Crockett, I'm going to blow two champions' horns real briefly, and they're not the two guys that are holding these belts. Go ahead and mute yourself, Akita man. Koloff. Sting on that fateful night in Baltimore gave the World Tag Team Champions all they wanted and all they could stand. But they came up 30 seconds too short. We've often said the thing in this sport that rises you above anybody else is you go out and you perform nightly. On this given night, Sting did everything he had ever learned through his battles with Ric Flair. Nikita Koloff, the same. Everything they had ever learned from the world champion, they manifested on this night in Baltimore. A lot of people have already said the finest tag match ever recorded on television or anywhere else. But we've often said, we take from your strength. The stronger you are, the stronger we have to be. Our motivation level is at a point exactly conjunctive to where yours is. If you're at your all-time high, if you're at your all-time peak, if you're at your very best, then we got to rise to meet you. And on this fateful night, when you gave us all we wanted, and you came 30 seconds from that point of being World Tag Team Champions, it displayed two things. You had the talent, you had the desire, and Tully Blanchard had 30 seconds, too much guts. He didn't quit, yeah. we won't quit, we've never quit, and the bottom line is, we don't rest on our laurels, we perform every night. We'll reinforce the fact we're the finest they are with the Four Horsemen. The World Tag Team Champions, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson, part of the Four Horsemen. Ladies and gentlemen, after the station identification, we'll have Al Perez and Gary Hart. Okay, so Harper, you and I will take this one. Tully says, you and the fans don't want to hear it, but we are the best at what we do. You all had a chance, but none of you got it done. Well, goddamn, he's preaching. And then I want to say this before I throw it to you. Arn, you did everything you could, but you still came up short. You gave it your best, but you came up short. We don't rest on our laurels. We perform every night. We'll reinforce the fact that we're the finest there is. We're the four horsemen. And That's Lance right. doesn't like it. But anyway, Lance, silence It's a 20-minute draw. Mute yourself. <laughs> Mute yourself. Harper, what you got? You were 30 seconds too too late, bro. You were good, but just not good enough. 
and we're still champions. That's right. All right, Lance, I'll throw it to you. At, but at least you it was a draw. It wasn't a bullshit nothing. finish. You know, the rest of that show had so much bullshit. At least it was a. At least it was a draw. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is he working? Why you gotta be an asshole? It's just, it's just one guy on the show. It's just one guy. There's on. always one. It's just one. Just one. Offer. Offer. Kissing all the rest of their asses as great as they are. Just one I'm not giving is just due. Hopper, is he working? No. He's working. He's working. He's full of it. He's playing. Heel. I thought that, I, you know what? Because that was a different one, you know, this wasn't just a, a filler week. I don't, it wasn't any problem. I thought it was good. Uh, it, oh. it, wasn't, it wasn't just filler. It was, you know, after a win or after a title defense, which they did defend the titles. You know, I'm goofing off about it only being a 20 because it was a 20 minute draw. It wasn't 30 minutes or 45 or an hour, whatever. But, you know, no, that was good. It wasn't just a filler interview. It was talking about defending the titles. And it was they gave it their all and all that. that it was cool. All right. Good for so you. So there you go. And I bought Arn's book uh, book back in the day. Oh, oh well, I guess that makes it okay. Well, it didn't. It was all in <laughs> kayfabe. It wasn't like it was. I think it was all in story mode. Uh, all right, let's keep going. Uh, I'm glad you admitted to to it, Lance. That that was good. We get a match with Al Perez. He defeats Agent Steel. Uh, hell of an airplane spin at the end from Al Perez on Steel. Gary Hart did a little talking that was great during the actual match that uh, was going on, uh, talking about his uh, pact and partnership with JJ uh, on getting ready on getting rid of Dusty. I don't have anything else from my Hopper. Did you? No. Do- um, Doc Lance, no. what about you? <laughs> keep going now. We go to Lex, who he's out there, you know, it's an infomercial. He's pimping the Great American Bash pay-per-view, kind of like how I pimp our Patreon at tinyurl.com slash BTT. The difference is I can admit to it. I do pimp it. Uh, that's how we support this show without commercials and whatnot. So, But anyway, uh, Lex is out there pimping the Great American Bash pay-per-view VHS and saying, hey, call and buy it. And then he rips his shirt off and the studio reacts loudly. He was actually good there. He wasn't bad. He said yeah. he had Ric Flair beat which he did, and if not for the blood stoppage, he would have won. I'm sorry, Lex, that was a great promo, but that little trickle of blood uh, was nothing. Uh, what do you have, Harper? He's he's gotten so much better, and Sting is still doing the same old dumb shit in his promos. <laughs> Hollering like an asshole and just being a, a, a fucking goof. Yeah, I, I mean, you know. I, I, yeah, I got to ditto. Yeah, I, 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 can, I can go as much as I like Sting. I exactly right. Luger's, I mean, you know, I don't, they say, you know, his passion behind the scenes and everything. But here, I mean, there's no denying that. Looks great. I mean, uh, it sounds great. Looks great. I mean, he's he is a total package right there at stuff. I wish, I wish some. Uh, what you I think Doc, tape cost back then? You're breaking up. What'd you say? How much you think the tape cost? The VHS? Yeah. Oh, 495 probably. Thir- no, 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 no. 39. 40. 49. Damn. No, 40, 40 bucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 40 shit, bucks yeah. for sure. 39.95 at least. Yeah. I've seen. I, 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 damn. I've seen it in the magazines, right, Lance? The, the, oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. And, you know, if you went to Blockbuster and tried to buy a tape new, it was $99. You know, you had to rent what? it. You know? If you went to Blockbuster and tried to buy something, a tape, they, you know, tell you $99 for a new tape of something, uh, you know, they were all about renting. But these, you know, I mean, those uh, Lords of the Ring and the first Great American Bash, they were in there at $49 and stuff. That's crazy. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, oh, it's fucking nuts. So, Absolutely. In the inflation calculator, thirty. If let's assume it was only thirty nine ninety five. Okay. That's like a hundred bucks. Eighty six dollars and fifty six cents in today's money. Yeah, fuck that. Can you imagine pay for one for one pay per view? You can get the network nowadays for nine ninety nine, but for one pay per view, eighty six fifty six for the VHS for just one. And I think it was probably I think the pay per view was nineteen ninety nine. Might have been as much as twenty six. Nah, right here eighty eight. I'm probably nineteen ninety nine or something. Let me point out something to you though. You had no other way to watch it unless you had that VHS though. Yeah. So the control was on the promotion and they sold a lot of tapes like that. But you know, that's how I saw a lot of my shit. We rented them for the, from the, from the video store and went by a friend of mine's house and watched them. I mean, I, I had no other way. And, and we watch them over and over again, like six times, yep. like we were fucking morons or something. Man. I just gave half of, I just gave half of mine away and threw others away. It's all on the network, but man, I mean, just literally in the last six months, got rid of those tapes. You're an asshole. Yeah, I, <laughs> I did. I got. Is, I did get to watch him. I'm sorry. <laughs> the fucking network shit has been butchered over and over, and I can tell you because I got that WrestleMania three Hogan and fucking Andre match memorized from beginning to end, and every time I watch it, I'm like, "What the fuck happened to that spot? They took <laughs> that spot out. What the fuck? Ha- what the fuck?" Hmm. It is horrible. You know, I hate the, the beginning, the entrances and world class and all that shit. Yeah, no, huh? fuck that. That's a whole. I mean, that takes a... so much away from it. I mean, I don't, yeah. nobody could ever get, understand why I'm so pumped, you know, on the world class stuff if you can't see the entrances for Free Birds and Von Erics. You know, it's not yeah, just yeah. Tom Sawyer, it's a freaking uh, Iceman coming down to We Are Family and stuff like that. I mean, fuck. Yeah. It set the t- freaking tone. It was a party. Um, I mean, every single Friday night. Yeah, Man. I agree. All right. Well, I, you know what? Part. You know what the Von Erich fans, you know, like these Facebook group, you get an argument. They think that the WWF wants to edit that off so that it will make their product look good and that they want to edit that music off. There are people that genuinely say that to me. I'm going, you think they want to go to all that trouble to edit it off? Give me a fucking break. Lance, here's some advice about the Facebook groups. Uh, our Facebook group is actually pretty good, but some Facebook groups, especially as it pertains to old school wrestling fans, has the um, the, the largest uh, gathering of morons you'll find on um, social media. I yeah. hate I hate it when I when I go into you know I have a good time on ours and stuff. I, I like all the shit people put up, but. Um, it's just uh, these the Von Erich Facebook groups, and there's there's one that's okay, and then there's others. It's just insanity, and <laughs> I can go into a thirty minute spill on it. I, I won't, know that's it drives I, me I, fucking I, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, it, I mean, Twitter is where the you know smart fans are, if you will. I mean, people that know something or want to know something. It's just a pretty boy contest on Facebook. They're just putting up pictures of Von Erichs that they like and stuff, and they don't know any freaking stats and stuff or whatever. Don't get me started, Mike. <laughs> I know. You were arguing with somebody because of the color of one, the ropes in the sportatorium, and they were like, this is 1982, and you, you, Lance got all 
flip at the That's the only time somebody. I finally lost my shit <laughs> on one person finally. <laughs> I was I was out of town and I saw this thing and man, it, they were they they kept on and on and I was like it's the fucking rope didn't start, you know, I can I can, you know, and then she, she totally changed her whole fucking story. Oh, She's saying this is pro- He cut a promo on this old hag, man. I did. <laughs> She said she finally cut it down, you know, chilled out. And I was like, yeah, everything's good. I'm just, you know, they didn't, that yellow rope didn't show up till the very end of 86, very end of 86. And she's trying to tell me this match between Brody and uh, the Punisher, you know, Undertaker was 1984 and all this and that. And I'm like, you see the yellow rope. (laughs) Anyway, I I felt like I fell for it. I fell, I went down the rabbit hole. You did. And, Let's keep moving so we can get the get the show in. Uh, we go to the next match. It's Rick's, Rick Allen and Gary Phelps. They are murdered by the Road Warriors. I'm going to play a quick soundbite for y'all because David Crockett has an orgasm uh, when the Warriors are murdering <laughs> Allen and Phelps here. Here it is. Handle with Paul Jones, Powers of Pain. That's, of course, the, the giant Russian assassin. Here comes. And Ivan Koloff and those scaffold matches. And this is Road Warrior vintage right here. Oh, my gosh. Oh. That is a clothesline off the top rope. Oh, 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 he killed him. Anyway, I had to play that. Yeah, he he busted one, didn't he, Hopper? Yeah, I mean, look at this. This is pretty impressive, man. This this finisher used to, I thought they were murdering these guys back in the day when they would take this. I mean, he flips him over. God, I mean. Yeah, fuck that, bro. Look at that. If you fall in, like, straight back and just take a back bump, that's not bad. But when you got to flip, fuck you, man. You got to get break the rotation, man. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that break Godwin's, Godwin's neck? That's how it broke, I think. I think. Henry O. Godwin, whatever he was before that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, any other thoughts, Hopper, on the match? Uh-uh. Lance, what about you? No, no. All right, let's go to let's go to the Royal Warriors here. They're gonna cut a promo after they just uh, murdered these guys. Here it is. Feeling good today. You guys kill that guy in there. Look at it, David Crockett. That's the way all of the bashes have been. It's been survival of the fittest, and the Legion of Doom, as you can see, has survived very well. We alone stand on top of the wrestling world. We alone take on all challengers. We make no excuses like I've heard a lot of today. We're standing here right now saying what we do and what we do best, and that's beat people up. Right, Adam. That's right. You know, David Crockett, I guess we've just proved to everybody who really is the strongest, the biggest, and the baddest tag team in all of professional wrestling. We get a lot of matches still going on. We got Skywalker matches and J.J. Dillon. I don't know where it's going to be. Sometime, somewhere, we're going to make you submit in a war games. Tell him, brother. David Crockett? How would you like to know how the bashes have been going for the LOD of late? Well, this is how they go for our opponents. <laughs> you see, when we hit them, they snore. I'll tell you something else. Besides this zit on my chest that's making me extremely upset today, Ronnie Garvin, you're upsetting me very badly too, Ronnie Garvin. But Ronnie Garvin... The best thing you could have ever done 
let's give us someone else to knock out and make snore. And that's what we'll do to you. You turn on Dusty Rhodes, who happens to be our sixth man world tag team partner once again. And there's nothing but trouble in the future for you, Ronnie Garvin, because we still snack on danger. We dine on death. And dead men don't make money. The life you could save, Ronnie Garvin, might be your own. All right. Uh, Hawk popped me. That's the second or third time he's taken a bump on the concrete floor. But, Lance, you got anything from it? Man, they're still badass to me right here. And uh, I, I had a tough time taking Uncle Ivan, you know, serious in matches versus those guys. I mean, they're such badasses. And next year, the next year is so cool on here. So many cool things coming up. It's pretty cool. I, I'm just, I just can, I just, I'm thinking of all the things that are going to happen on the whole show over the next year and stuff. It's badass. The 89, they, a lot of people complain about 89, but there's some stuff that happens in 89 that's, um, yeah. I mean, you know. Rick, that's all I'm going to say. Not to spoil anything. But anyway, Hopper, you got anything from Road Wars there? Where's the belts at? Exactly. Oh, the the six mans? Yeah. I mean, dude. I mean, fuck, bro, wear that shit out. I mean, they're I'm, wearing it. I agree, but let's remember, they were six-man champs when it was just a trophy for like a long time, and they yeah. would never have the trophy out there with them. That's what I've I always, I say that. Uh, like, on the side note, I've always wondered how much money did they make with those uh, Ramco uh, toys, right? With the with the NWA figures, and because I, I had those, yeah, something made me think about that. I don't know what they would have made off of them. They were better figures than the LJN ones. Yeah. Because you can move their arms, they're basically like a like a He-Man toy. Yeah, it was like a He-Man toy. They, the 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 el- like the shoulders and the, the legs were movable. I mean, you could do right with them. The damn LGNs. I mean, they were fucking weapons. If you throw one yeah, at your friend, you can fucking murder them. A big painted piece of rubber. <laughs> big heavy <laughs> heavy piece of rubber. Yes. Like, dude, you have, I mean, like as a kid, did you ever like just drop one on the floor in your house and hear that thing thump and hit? Yeah. <laughs> like a, like a, it was like a, it was like a, I mean, seriously, it was like a brick coated with rubber. <laughs> anyway, uh, those things were, and they were, you know, you couldn't move them. But anyway, we loved them nonetheless. All right, we'll keep going. The Midnight Express defeat Dave Spearman and J.C. Wild. As the match is about to start, Jr. says they need some sort of uh, match where they can gag Corny because Corny's just running his mouth. Uh, Cornette mentions the Sheik coming to Detroit again. I think, uh, like we talked about earlier, that's a famous story with the Sheik where he uh, didn't show up after the first time uh, because of the payoff and whatnot. So there you go. If 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 we did get that wrong, send that to at Doc. Uh, on Twitter. There you go. Doc's not on Twitter. It's a joke. Anyway, any thoughts on the midnight right here, Hopper? Uh-uh. Right, me either. Uh, Lance, as I advance this, what about you? Nah, keep on rolling. Almost at the end. Uh, here we go. Let's go to the Midnight Express, more or less Jim Cornette. This is the last promo that we're going to play from this episode. Uh, yeah, let's hear what Corny's got to say. Tag team champions, the champions of the entire United States, and I told everybody, and they wouldn't believe me, but you know, 
down through the passage of time, some great men have had to eat their words. 1776, the King of England said, ah, those colonists, they'll come crawling back in a couple of weeks. <laughs> 1927, the Warner Brothers said, talkies, who wants to hear actors talk? 1945, the people of Hiroshima said, ah, they're bluffing. 1972, right? Damn, man, this thing keeps doing this. He survived the straitjacket. Hold on. United States and I told everybody and they wouldn't believe me but you know down through the passage of time some great men have had to eat their words 1776 the king of England said ah those colonists they'll come crawling back in a couple of weeks <laughs> 1927 the Warner Brothers said talkies who wants to hear actors talk 1945 the people of Hiroshima said ah they're bluffing 1972 Richard Nixon said go ahead and break in they'll never pin it on me 1988, they said the Midnight Express would never be U.S. Tag Team Champions, but in Baltimore, Maryland, despite everything that the Fantastics had in their power, despite everything the Fantastics could do, brother, the Midnight Express came out of that match as United States Tag Team Champions, the proof in the pudding. And I was in a straitjacket, and I was high above the ring, and I couldn't interfere. So, Fantastics, you tried to humiliate me. <laughs> But who's zooming who? Because we got the belts, and the only belt you got now are holding the pants up around your punk waist, and we're going to continue to beat on the Fantastics or anybody else that tries to take these right here. We had them for a year. We got ripped off, and they were taken away for a little while. But everybody knows that the Midnight Express are the once, always, present, and future rightful United States Tag Team Champions. We are the greatest tag team in professional wrestling. We have triumphed over every great tag team in wrestling. We have run many teams out of the NWA. The ones that ain't run have not been able to run because we have beat them up so bad. They've been laying up in a hospital bed in short. Beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan, the gangster of love, the sultan of swing. They look good. They are good. They wrestle good. And most of all, <laughs> they are the greatest tag team in wrestling because, you see, we have beaten every team that there is to beat it. Except for one, <laughs> the world tag team champions, but, of course, it's kind of hard to beat somebody when you never get a match with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> How about that? The number one contenders for the World Tag Team Championship, United States Tag Team Champions, the Midnight Express with Jim Cornette. Coming up next, Nikita Koloff in action. Well, he said a lot there, but the end of it was the gold. Harper, what do you have from it? Oh, no. What we have here. Hmm. He said, we beat everyone we've had a chance at, except for one. But it's kind of hard to beat someone you haven't had a match with. Well, that's nice. It sounds like Arn and Tully have been challenged and been put on notice. But, you know, I don't want to start no shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. That what do you just, think about that, Harper? That just means the end is near. <laughs> well, it also means we're going to get some good promos from these two. That's the good part of it. Like... Yeah, he's near for Arn, but they're gonna go back and forth at it. Uh, as I say that, Lance, uh, your thoughts? No, Cornette, he's just great. He could do that in his sleep, man. Just turn it on. It's freaking yep. great. But to the point made, uh, get ready, because uh, I know Arn and Tully leave, and you know we don't want to say anything else. But the <laughs> best part about it is, no. there's 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 the promos with Corny and JJ along the way, uh, and Arn even even Arn get, uh, I it, it gets so heated that Bobby Eaton even speaks up. I think on one of the promos, oh. he gets so pissed. And, you know, Bobby <laughs> yeah, don't talk. What? Bobby don't talk, man. So he he actually cuts a promo at one point. 
Oh, fuck. I got to see yeah. this. It gets serious, bro. So stay tuned. Stay tuned for the next few months. It, it gets fun. Nikita defeats Tommy Royal. Tony and JR are discussing the seed that Cornette planted about the challenge from Cornette to the NWA World Tag Team Champions in a previous promo. Uh, JR says, that will be interesting, and we'll need to discuss more of this next week. So I like the fact that they mentioned that towards the end of this week's episode. I, I think that was a big thing, and... So there you go. Um, they're 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 plugging this, saying, "Hey, you gotta tune in. We gotta figure out where this goes." And then they go to Nikita. He cuts a promo, mentions something about Ronnie Garvin, and that's basically how the show ends. Harper, any thoughts from either Nikita's match with Tommy Royal or Nikita's promo? No, just fucking Nikita's gotten so much smaller. Hey, tiny. He's <laughs> so small. <laughs> the, Nikita, the flat top years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't remember him ever doing anything when he had a flat top. I mean, seriously. <laughs> you know, it's all. If you see him with a flat top, you're like, okay, he's he jumped the shark already. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all, it's all to me, late 86 and before for him. Yeah. And when he turns, it's good at first, but then you're like, this was good for the moment, but it's not going to be what it could have been. No. Because him and Uncle Ivan were just perfect together. Hell yeah. Oh, perfect. man. Hell yeah. And, and I don't know. This is when his wife passed away. I'm not sure if that's when he grew his hair back and came back. I know he was off for that long period, but I was thinking it, it, his wife died, and that's when he came back with the uh, with the flat top, but maybe not. But Man, he's just not the same body. I thought it was earlier in 88 that that happened. I might be wrong, though, as I think about that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is I think this is after his wife passed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So with that said, I mean, we're we're pretty much wrapping things up here with uh, this edition from July 16th, 1988. We need to rate this thing. We also need to give out a... Give out some some Rolexes and whatnot. Before I do so, remember, become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's how you can access the world-class shows that Lance and I do. There's ECW shows up, but also the Jim Crocker Promotions pay-per-views. At this point, we have done the Bash. We have also done the Bunkhouse, which was not good. And we've done two Clash of the Champions that are up right now on our Patreon feed. So it's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Remember, over 200 plus Patreon exclusive episodes that are up there uh, since the time we started doing this show, about a year and a half after is when we started the Patreon service. So lots of Patreon exclusive content for you. All right, Lance, I'm going to throw it to you first. What what kind of rating are you going to give this one? Uh, I'll give it a B. I thought it was pretty good for after a pay-per-view. Maybe a B plus. I felt y'all were pretty hard last week, so I'm kind of adjusting what I think. I mean, I don't want to just say A plus, but I thought it was pretty good for a post uh, post pay-per-view. I thought they showed a lot of what happened on the pay-per-view. I thought it, you know, it was an interesting episode. Is what I thought. It wasn't just a filler and everything. Yeah, I don't think it was a filler either. I, I'm I'm gonna I agree with you. It was a good episode, but I'm gonna give it an A minus. I thought. Corny was good. Arm was good. Tully was good. I thought there was a lot of good stuff in here. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an A minus. Hopper, what you gonna give it? I'm gonna give it an A. We just saw for the Road Warriors. The fucking Horseman came out, and it was a fucking hour long. So it's perfect. <laughs> hour long, right there. Maybe I need to go up A minus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true, man. Trust me. This, this the longer ones are, are sometimes they do drag. But I agree. I agree. Uh, no, good rating. All right, we're going to get our Rolex now. Before we do so, remember the holidays are upon us. We're coming up on Thanksgiving. 
And please use our Amazon link. It is tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. If you are shopping for anyone during these holidays, please use that link. And also give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it. Not only give it to them, actually go to their web browser and put in tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. And if you ever have questions about the link, just DM me, IM me, or email me, and I will send you that link. So there you go to make sure you have it. It's tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. The show gets a little bit of support in return when you use it. So please use it. And thank you very much for doing so. I am going to give my Rolex to Arn Anderson because he is the freaking greatest of all time as far as promos go. Maybe not the greatest of all time, but he's definitely up there. He's just so damn good. And uh, he was preaching here. No lies detected. Hopper, who are you going to give yours to? I'll give mine to Arn. He's the most realist fucker there is amen to that amen to that i think i agree with you there um well not that i think i do agree with you what about you lance who are you giving yours to my runner-up is uh kevin sullivan i like the what he was doing old school building up the chic but i gotta give it to flair I, I without a doubt i just you know i don't want to but you can't deny it gotta do it well, Flair's good, so I won't argue with you there. Uh, as long as you didn't uh, say anything bad about Arn Anderson, we're, we're, we're good, okay? So there, there you have that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, um, Harper, any, do you have a date for the next Wildcat show? I haven't seen anything, no. that's why I'm asking. Uh-uh. Okay. I know we're getting to that time of year where uh, yeah. sometimes we reset. Like how far? Years, what's so. that? What's that arena? You know, was a, a seriously like a field house? What was it? How far away from what? From New Orleans or? It was in Kenner. It, it, it's oh, okay. In, Kenner is like the it's the metro area of uh, New Orleans. It's where the airport is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It would be like. Um, yeah, that airport's pretty from, far away. From, isn't it? Um, it would be like being in like the south part of Arlington and driving to DFW Airport. I got. Oh, okay. Okay. It's not that far. I mean, it, it, I was thinking that the airport was pretty far from New Orleans. No, it's in Kenner. I mean, it's not that. Yeah, far, though. no. You know, I have a long. New drive. Orleans is a small ass city. I don't think people realize it. It's it's not no. It's it's very small. <laughs> so yeah. no, no. But um, yeah, it's a Ponch Train Center. It's a very nice building. Uh, I, I say very nice. It's getting old now as I say that, but very nice building. And they packed it out over two thousand. So we'll keep you posted on more Wildcat news as we have it. Uh, I'll make sure I'm announce the next show for sure. I can tell you right now, X-Rated, I will announce that as soon as I get a date for next year because we had a lot of people at X-Rated last year or this year, and I'm looking forward to a lot of people going next year. Very, very good show. Lots of stuff. Uh, fun time. But anyway, uh, that said, I need to take care of some business before I get out of here. One, I want to thank the Wrestling Podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday, so check them out. Just search the WPAN or Wrestling Podcast About Nothing wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, they do classic and current stuff. It's a fun time nonetheless. Uh, real good real good dudes and do a great show. Also, check out Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. The northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. Thanks, Joe and Quinn, for all your plugs. Thanks, Crockett and Malonis, for all your plugs. We appreciate it. Uh, they support us, so please support them. Good shows and good guys all the way around. All right. I don't have anything else. Lance, you got anything you want to mention? Go Mustangs. <laughs> no. Go listen to World Class Cast. Oh, yes. Give me a shot. Give me a shot. 
Yeah, go listen to the World Class Cast. We're actually, it's a fun time. Lance and I are actually getting close to the Thanksgiving show for uh, Thanksgiving Star Wars and then the Christmas Star Wars. And those are always fun once you get to the end of the year. The Thanksgiving show's got that wild brawl with Gordy and Killer Khan, a bloodbath in the in the in reunion arena. So that'll be coming up uh, soon as well. So anyway, all right, uh, Hopper, anything else from you before we get out of here? Nope. All right, Hopper. Well, do us a favor. Hit the tagline so we can get out of here. Book it, bitch. out of here i want to say thank you to all of our patrons out there for supporting this show and making this show possible twice per week every single week with the smoky mountain shows and the nwa shows and um i mean look i know you get extra shows but ultimately when you are a patron for us and support us on patreon we thank you because it does help the eight free shows as well so i know we do extra stuff but with that said patrons out there such as yourself thank you for for being patrons. And if you're not one, remember, become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Over 200 plus episodes are available on Patreon for you to enjoy and listen to you. Listen to extra stuff that we've done, wrestling stuff, non-wrestling stuff. And when I say non-wrestling stuff, it's nothing political or social things in the world. It's just Harper, Doc, and I having tons of fun talking about just utter stupidity uh, for entire episodes. So that's that's what you have to look forward to. There's a lot there. The Dallas Cowboys ring rat house. Hopper talking about the worst places to take a dump. So much stuff that's available on Patreon. Now, I also want to say a special shout out to our, our Hall of Fame Patreon members. Don Dippinett, uh, Lee Russell, MDQ for Life, George Davis, Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Swayzo, Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunife, and Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at GA Russell Nut on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller at, at Half Points Point on Twitter. Keep cutting those promos, kid! You're the man, Marlon. Thank you, man. I appreciate your support. Long time. Josh Warren, you too, longtime supporter. Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn, Ryan in Auburn, Good Old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Moretti, the B 
BTT Research Department, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue from the Bottom Line cast. Make sure you all check that show out. Him and JV do a great job. And Mike Prue is also uh, a co-host on the ECW Extreme Livecast on our Patreon feed. Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeFries, SV Padgham, Bill Sousa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, Ari Miller, 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Cole Mini 22, Marty Howell, T Hog 94, God Bold Unreal. Thank you for all of your support. And lastly, like always, thank you to everyone. Uh, oh, I can't forget. Check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They have a podcast series where they're getting close to the end, but they've chronicled the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month and on a weekly basis. It's a really good show. They basically just go through Stone Cold's entire career. I say entire career. It's mostly his WWF stuff, but Mike and JV also do the ECW show uh, on our Patreon feed and that show they do on their free feed. Uh, just search the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast on or go on to Twitter at Bottom Line Cast and you can find them. Thank you everyone for all of your support. That's it. We're going to get out of here. You know what Harper always says when you get out of here. When we get out of here, book it, bitch. <laughs>